Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Did you know we release videos every week just for M Plus subscribers? To watch us answering your questions and showing you how to do things, head to the link in the episode description. Hello, hello, hello. It is Monday. This is Mamma Mia's podcast for your face, you beauty, and I am Lee Campbell. And someone has a big birthday coming up this weekend. Oh my God, I feel like it's the most hyped up thing in the whole world. Like, I mean, I'm starting to get anxious. I love it when people make a big deal about their birthdays because I think that birthdays are really important and it's a really good celebration. So I absolutely love that you've made such a big deal out of this. And I can't Thank wait you. to be in the studio with you this time next week. You better be bloody hungover. I'll just tell you that. I've got the Monday off, so I will be because I think I'll still sort of be recovering. I hope so anyway. I hope but you're still yes, drunk. Let's see. <laughs> that would be a fun record. It really would be. Anyway, what are we doing this week? Well, as always on Mondays, we are going to answer listener questions. And today we've got a very interesting one about pots versus pumps, which is better. And honestly, when I read this question, I was like, oh my God, this is bloody brilliant. But for now, we have a question about ceramides. So Sarah has asked, hi, ladies, I love your work. I've been listening to your podcast since I started wedding prep in 2019. Oh my goodness. That is a long Mm. time to be prepping for a wedding, Sarah. But good on you. (laughs) I'm assuming she's been married. Okay. I was like, whoa. And not only did I look great on the day, I've started to fix the stressed out sensitive skin problem. I believe I need my skincare routine to include squalane, ceramides, hyaluronic acid, antioxidants, niacinamide, and sunscreen. What skincare ingredients are ceramides? How can I identify these in an ingredients list? And what skincare ingredients are antioxidants? Thanks so much for your ongoing company on my commutes, Sarah. That is so lovely, Sarah. And lol, that I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, COVID's not being kind to your wedding plans. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's likely that a wedding could be delayed that much in the current time. Oh my God, Sarah, long-term listener. We love you. And very diligent learner from that question. So you've listed that you feel as though you need squalene, ceramides, hyaluronic acid, antioxidants, niacinamide, sunscreen. All fantastic products. Yes, you need sunscreen. The others, you don't need all of them. You need some of them because some of them do the same slash very, very similar things. So for example, squalene is hydrating, but so is hyaluronic acid. Niacinamide is also very hydrating, but also great for dealing with acne or breakouts. So you don't need every single one. You just need the one best suited to you. You say, what kind of ingredient is a ceramide? I mean, a ceramide is a ceramide. It's not any of the others. Ceramides are actually lipids. So they're kind of like a little fatty, almost like the trowel. What's that stuff that goes in between the bricks? You know, mortar. Almost like the mortar. And ceramides help to moisturize 
moisturize. They're very strengthening. They're going to help protect the barrier. So we like a ceramide if we've overdone the actives or we're sensitized. And they also kind of help protect from like the environment and stuff. So ceramides are great. Ceramides are one of the biggest ingredients in 2022. They were popular many years ago, kind of laid low for a bit. Now they're back. So ceramides are great to have in there. And then you say, what ingredients are antioxidants? Great question. There's lots of them. Antioxidants are what's called free radicals. So free radicals are the baddies that are coming in via the sun, smoking, junk food, pollution, the environment, basically just living. And they're kind of slowly attacking your cells and aging you essentially. So antioxidants come in and fight those guys and they have a little war. You get a lot of your antioxidants from your diet. So if you eat a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables, you're getting heaps of antioxidants and that's the best way to get them is to ingest them. But when you are applying them topically, they're also fantastic. So vitamin C is the most famous, I guess, and most notorious and well-spoken and and most readily available. Vitamin C goes on in the morning. Vitamin C paired with your sunscreen kind of helps extra protect, fight the sun. Other antioxidants are your squalene. So we talked about that before. That's also really hydrating. Niacinamide is also a version of an antioxidant. Vitamin E, Kind of think of it the vitamin category, vitamin A, even coenzyme Q10, which is really popular in Nivea products. So it is confusing. I get it. You look at it in an ingredient list and you're like, well, I don't know what category they fall into. I wouldn't worry too much about that. I would probably like go, what's my skin concern? Am I dry and I want to treat hydration? Have I got pigmentation and I want to fade that? You know, am I trying to tackle fine lines and then go for products that are more catered to the concern rather than making sure you're ticking off every single buzz ingredient because they're all wonderful, but you don't need them all on your face in the same routine or at the same time. Kelly, do you agree? That was a lot of info. I completely agree. And I think that Sarah will have found that answer very helpfully. Science lead to the rescue. Oh, yes. I had my little lab coat on then. Like, for example, I like niacinamide, but I don't really need it as much as maybe hyaluronic acid. Same. Yeah. And I really like squalene. And if it's in a product, great. But again, I probably just naturally draw towards hyaluronic acid, which is, I guess, my hydrator of choice, if that makes sense. But all three would serve that purpose. Remember what you were saying on Friday about how like when you're really tired, it's about what products you use. I'm exactly the same. Like I would use a hyaluronic acid though because my skin is so dehydrated. Yes. And oftentimes when you're tired, your skin kind of does lack moisture just because you're like the life sucked out of you. Literally, yeah. Literally. So I often go for hydration when I'm tired too. But I hope that helps. That's definitely not an extensive list, but just pick a few and go for it. Next up, we have a question from Nicole, who has wrote in and asked, Hi, ladies. I'm hoping you can share some advice on whether to buy pots or pumps when it comes to skincare. Beauty Wisdom tells us to preserve actives in low light, low humidity, low contact environments. But I find even some spendy options still come in pretty pots or tubs. These inevitably see double dipping and plenty of air. Should I prioritize bottles and no touch delivery system to get the most out of my skincare? Love, love the pod. Thanks so much, Nicole. Oh my God, Nicole, what a question. I know, isn't she great? Such a good question because like if I think about like an $800 cream, yes, they exist, they're bloody pots. Yes, but do not stress. Okay, so you've got your pumps, let's call them, you know, a pump or a pipette. A pipette is that kind of little dropper Mm. thingy. 
generally they're your serums and generally your active skincare is in your serum. It's quite rare to have an active moisturizer in a pot, but we'll get to that later. So yes, you're right. Low light, low humidity, low contact environments are great for actives, but that's generally why they're in a pump or in a pipette. And when you use a pipette, you do some drops on your hand. The pipette never touches your face or your fingers. So it's still very hygienic. Oftentimes they're vitamin C, for example, they're in dark glass. So you don't need to worry about that so much. Then you get to your moisturizers, your richer night creams and stuff like that. They're in a tub. Yes. Generally their job is nourishment. So they don't have a lot of actives in there. However, there is best practice. If it's in a tub, it comes with a little sort of plastic seal. Everyone takes that off at the first time and throws it out. Don't do that. That's actually there to seal the product. So you're meant to keep that little guy. Also, it generally comes with a stick, like a little diggy-outy thingy so you don't use your finger. Use that too. That's the best hygiene practice is to keep that little plastic guy, keep the stick, and then your pot will be then, I guess, going to last the longest. But you don't need to worry about this too much because what happens when you formulate a product, it has to go through stability testing in its final packaging. So once you've made the product from a company, it takes four months and they put it in the snow and they put it in the sun and they put it on a windowsill and they do all these things and then they check that the product still works. They have to. So they've tested it. So you don't need to stress too much. Yes, best practice is in a pump where you're not getting your mucky fingers in there, but that's not just realistic. So as long as you sort of treat your little pots with respect, don't put dirty fingers in there. I mean, I hope everyone's thoroughly washing their hands before they're touching their face with skincare anyway. You know, before you do your first cleanse, please, please, please wash your hands. So Nicole, yes, really valid point. Everything you say is right, but you don't need to worry too much because the brands have had to worry about the packaging themselves before you bought it. Also, like pump thingies like waste way more product than a tub because you can really scrape it out, which you can't do with a pump. So there's that to consider too. But That's true. Lee, I do want to know, do you actually keep those little plastic lid thingies in the spoons? Do you use them? I do. I have one spoon that I like. It's my favorite sort of little spoon that I use for everything. Like I wash it and put it back on my little tray with my hairbrush and stuff. But yes, I keep those little things. I know they're annoying. I know. I love that you do though. It's kind of like, it just is one of those things that I love about you kind of like how you have to have your matching shampoo and conditioner like yeah because most of us just 100 percent put our mitts in clean mitts but still mitts yes I'm a good student I must say I can't be too much do as I say and not as I do so yes I do. <laughs> well, that's why I, I asked I was like hmm if you would like your questions answered just like Nicole or Sarah please send us an email at youbeautyatmamamia.com.au or give us a call on the pod phone on 028999386 plus if you enjoy listening to this podcast why not leave us a review because Lee and I would absolutely bloody love it or a rating wherever you listen to this podcast. And I just want to fill you in that I don't know if you know that by listening to You Beauty, which is Mamma Mia's daily podcast for your face, you are helping to fund girls in schools. We have a partnership with Room to Read that sends girls to schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries of the world. We send 300 every single day, but we are Hi, Amos here. We want to get to a 1,000, so keep listening, keep reading the website. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia, and this episode was produced by Michaela Floriano. Shazzy will be back tomorrow for Ask an Expert, and we'll see you soon. Bye.